I think a lot of people tell me every time you, you should raise the price to make more money but this is not not the first reason why I'm doing that I'm really doing my platform to help students get through the semester and build their education or like that they know more in the future mm -hmm. instead of like just making money because this sh in my eyes it shouldn't be the first reason to start the business Hey Dominique, I uh, just want to say like we're excited to have you here um, and to share with our listeners. And for the benefit of our listeners, I think it'd be important to start by you giving us some context as to who you are. So maybe tell us about yourself, where you're from, what you started, and anything that you do for fun. I mean, it's open to you. Thank you, Dylan. I'm really excited to be here as well. Um, so my name is Dominic Kuhn. I'm from Switzerland. I came as an exchange student last fall to Baylor and then decided after one semester to transfer and I'm doing my MBA program here at Baylor and hopefully graduate in December. In my free time I really like to do some sports, especially soccer, because one of my biggest goals in life was to play professional soccer. Unfortunately I didn't made it until the <laughs> pros but uh, it's still a big part in my life and uh, I really enjoy like getting to know people and I think that's also a reason why I did an exchange semester and now I got stuck here at Baylor. <laughs> now you're stuck here with me. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, so I, I think good follow-up questions like why Baylor? I mean you came all the way from Switzerland um, to do Baylor's your MBA. Yes. But maybe answer the question of why Baylor but also what did you do before Baylor and how much time have you spent in the States? So in 2014 I did a language school in Los Angeles for eight weeks and then I had the opportunity to, to do an undergrad exchange semester at the University of South Carolina which is was also really cool and so then after my undergrad I started my masters back in Switzerland in banking and finance and my school had an agreement with seven different schools in the states and Baylor was one of them and because I saw the west coast and the east coast I thought like why don't go to Texas somewhere in the middle of nowhere to mm. see how the states are there yeah and so you saw the west you saw the east now you're at Waco which has been your favorite and why that's a hard question. <laughs> I think Los Angeles is really nice and the West Coast, but it's so big. Yeah. And Columbia, also South Carolina, was nice to see the university and get the first college experience. But I really enjoy Waco. It's small, but it has still something to offer, like with Cameron Park and the Brazos and also the university is beautiful mm -hmm. and so I would say Columbia and Waco are more favorable than than Los Angeles for me yeah so how did it feel coming across the pond like were you scared were you excited when you first came to LA for your speaking school what were your feelings 
So I was I was really nervous when I came to Los Angeles because my English wasn't that good at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still improvable, but um, then it was really hard because I left home like almost for the first time or like the the way in between my family and I was big and uh, also the time spent. I mean, I've been away for like a week or two during my soccer career for like training camps, mm-hmm. but never like eight weeks alone in another country with no one else and I, I knew nobody but I'm a really open person I would say so I get connected really well and that's how I find found good friends and mm. connections would you do it any differently you mean like just uh, language school or like life in completely <laughs> well I mean I guess your your experience would you uh, have rather gone somewhere over somewhere else or do you feel like this is where you're supposed to be? Um, So I think going to the States was always a dream or like I always liked the US and that's how that's why I came to to Los Angeles. One thing maybe I would change is that I would try to play soccer at the college level Mm -hmm. instead of doing my undergrad completely back in Switzerland because you you live like like a pro and you get a education as well and that was was not as easy as it would be here in the states I think back in Switzerland but everything else I think there is also always a why you were you were somewhere mm-hmm. and I, I wouldn't change a thing I think yeah well I mean, we're obviously like glad you're here. Thank um, you. I'm glad as well. <laughs> so. Dom is a really good, really good friend of mine, and we actually met in the Baylor Entrepreneurship Club, which is important because we've featured the Entrepreneurship Club before. Um, but Dom's an entrepreneur, as you've heard, and he started a tutoring business in Switzerland called Unitutor. Tell us about it. What's the origin? How did it come about? What made you consider starting Unitutor? And what is it? So about four years ago, I would say one of my friends or good friends, he didn't pass the first year of undergrad uh, because of his mathematical skills. (laughs) And I was actually really good in mathematics and with numbers. So he had to redo his first year and called me always about how he can solve this question and why he has to use this formula. And in Switzerland, it's really common that a professor or like all professors at one university use the same book. And in our book at my old university, there was only the exercise and the solution as a number, but no way between and no explanation at all. And so he called me all the time and asked me and I tried to explain him how he can solve the exercise. But on the next day, he called me again about the same. (laughs) And so I started recording a video just holding my phone and wrote down on a paper how he can solve this. So he could rewatch it every time and don't have to stress me out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I like to call him and like talk to him. But sometimes if he asks you the same questions like five times, you think like, come on, write it down. But and that's how the idea came up. So 
he said one day this would be really cool if if we have a platform or something where we can watch these videos and there is some explanations and then I started some videos and created a cheap looking website and gave him access to all the material and then he sent that out to some friends who were in the same situation as he was and then they also said like hey I would pay for that mm -hmm. and then I started to record the videos like almost or try to be as professional as I, as I could with a, a logo and uh, an intro video and then I recorded like 150 videos about uh, the whole book so fewer are like theoretical backgrounds and like how when to use which formula and then each exercise I recorded a video and created a website and now students can sign up for a small subscription fee to get access for the whole semester and then every year I upgraded with some new classes like mathematics 2, statistics, mm -hmm. financial accounting, management accounting and yeah it's, go it's going pretty well. So oh. I'm really happy about that. So it's a subscription-based yes. service. How long did it take for you to record that initial 150 questions? I would say it was about two months or even more because it was my first time recording stuff like that. So yeah. I had to get used to all the the programs and how to cut all the things together and program the website that everything works automatically and only the students who sign up for Mathematics 1 have access to Mathematics 1 instead of like have access to everything else as well. Mm -hmm. And so the first class was actually really difficult and took me like I would say two to three months. And now since I'm, I'm used to it or like get better I think it would take me maybe one and a half or one month. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you had told us that the purpose of, of you starting Unitutor was because you had this friend who was struggling through mathematics. At what point did you think that you could monetize and actually like do this as a, as a job, start this business? So I, I really enjoy helping people also, even if it's not a student, I think if you help someone, it is always a pleasure for you and it helps the other person. And I think that's the important thing about my platform as well. Um, and the money will follow you. If you do something good, it will help the person and it will f come as monetize or like as money back to you. And I thought about first, if there are just some subscription, I would be happy because I could help them to get through the class and get to the next semester because it's really important to um, to pass the class if you want to go to the next year. And if I can help students to do that, that that is already a big achievement for me. And now it's going pretty well so I, I have a lot of subscribers already and this makes me even more happy but I I think it makes me more happy to see that a subscription comes in than the money on my bank account yeah well because a subscription for you is someone who's getting the help that they need yeah yeah 
I like to say like I built or I helped develop future leaders in Switzerland. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of a big statement, but I mean even like small parts help everyone. So. Mm -hmm. And is it just you, or do you have a team? So I have. It is actually like just me, or I build up everything, and now I'm employing like four students on an hourly basis for private tutoring because that's also an offer I had on my website. Mm -hmm. But it is mostly like just me and get some sometimes some some people around me to help me. But the big part is what I'm doing. So how do you manage that and your personal life and your MBA program? I mean, how do you do it? So because the business is already running, it's mm -hmm. a lot easier than than when I started. But I spent like my whole semester break to start the business and uh, didn't went on holidays during that time and reduced my time with my girlfriend. But I bet she loved that. <laughs> <laughs> so on one side, I don't think I don't think she loved that, but she saw my determination about mm -hmm. this goal and that what she I think she's proud of that as well. But on the other side, I mean, everyone likes to spend time with her, yeah. his or her boyfriend or girlfriend. And but now as she sees also how it helps students, I think she's also proud of that. Mm -hmm. And right now, I mean, it takes time and but it, because it's my baby I would say or like it's something I really enjoy doing it doesn't feel like actual work mm -hmm. it's more like it's more like a hobby which can help students and also bring some money on the side as well mm -hmm. so that's how I get everything under one one hat I would say yeah, yeah. what was the most challenging thing about starting Unitutor I would say um, if I told people about my idea, the negative feedback, like, I don't think that will work at all, or why you're spending so much time just for, like, a dumb idea, mm -hmm. or, I mean, students can watch videos on YouTube and it will help them as well. But the, the special thing about my platform is that it is specialized on my, uni my old university in Switzerland because it uses exactly the books we used there or we are using there and because of the spe specialization on these books um, it is more helpful than just a YouTube video right how did that feel when people told you that it wasn't gonna work I mean it's hard because some of them are your friends and you try to get them maybe on board or like want to get their feedback but you also have to differentiate if uh, not everyone is an entrepreneur and not everyone believes in your idea or sees your vision of it. And I mean, even if the idea would have failed, you always learn something and that will help you in the future. I mean, you, you need to fail sometimes and to to run in, into into the uh, into stones or uh, uh, yeah yeah so what made you persevere through that like when you were told that it wasn't going to work and internally you may have known that 
that you'd run into barriers and that there would be challenges along the way? Like, what kept you going? And why is that so important? So one thing that definitely helped me was uh, my parents because they are like they are a kind of a role model for me because they, my my father started a swim school for kids mm-hmm. like 40 years ago and now I now it's my mom runs the whole business but I see like how how they're doing that and how successful it went from from just an idea and also that my grandma told my dad why you're doing that mm-hmm. you're um you're just spending time for nothing and now i see how it grows and how happy they are and that was the same for me i, I like to start something and even if there are barriers that motivates me even more i would say mm-hmm. to overcome them and that's how i perceive yeah yeah so you had talked about how how important it was for you to help and serve others um, and you charge $25 for a subscription that's for a semester and we had the conversation of well why not raise prices um, because for context what Dom had told me earlier is that $25 relative to uh, in Switzerland relative to what it is in the United States that's about what the average person would make an hour a student worker. A, a student worker would make in an hour so for context in the US uh, some student workers it depends that Baylor can make anywhere from minimum wage which is 725 all the way to nine ten dollars an hour so for us to get an entire semester's worth of tutoring videos would cost in Switzerland, what would cost us in the United States $9. That's incredibly reasonable and very fair. I know, at least here at at Baylor, and I'm sure people across the United States, students would pay more for a service like that. I mean, we think of something similar to like Chegg or Khan Academy. Why, Why do you keep your price so low? For one reason, it's because I, I enjoy to, ha- to give help. And on the other side, I would also say that even if it's just $25 or one hour of work, for some students, it's actually still much. Mm-hmm. And I want to give everyone the opportunity to buy it and not like raise the, that it's only for like rich people or like better people. Um, so not not better people, but like more wealthy people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I think a lot of people tell me every time you you should raise the price to make more money. But this is not not the first reason why I'm doing that. I'm really doing my platform to help students get through the semester and build their education or like that they know more in the future mm-hmm. instead of like just making money. Because this, sh- in my eyes, it shouldn't be the first reason to start the business. Do you think most people start a business to make money? I mean, making money is incredibly important. Like you have to make money to operate. But is there some intrinsic difference between some entrepreneurs and others? So in my eyes, 
the the word entrepreneurship got so popular the last few years that everyone wants to be an entrepreneur because it's cool mm -hmm. but in my eyes it is more important that you do something what you love and also that it helps people i think i think i said that already like a millions of times this podcast but I think this should be the number one reason to help or solve problems for other people instead of making money because money will will follow you anyways if you're doing a great job and if you're doing something that you love it it will benefit you for for sure yeah what dominic is doing is true like servant leadership servant entrepreneurship um where there's I mean, there's ex extrinsic motivation, but very little. I mean, most of what Dom is doing is to serve others mm. um, and to ensure that education is affordable for, for most, um, which is, I think, what a lot of... Uh, maybe what we're shifting towards in the United States. I mean, I think we're slowly realizing how unaccessible some education has become but then we also, because of the pandemic, have realized that online programs and other universities' um, tuition rates have skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. um, but there are other affordable options out there. I, I agree a lot with what Dominic has said. Education is so important. It's so important for us as individuals and us as a society. Um, and the fact that you've created a platform surrounded around helping others succeed within their education is very admirable. Um, and you've alluded to it, but at the end of the day, and that may be your goal, but like, what are your goals? What are you looking to do with Unitutor? Are you wanting to go back to Switzerland and manage it? Are you looking to exit? Tell me. So the current plan is to go back after I graduate in December, hopefully. Um, and then I would really enjoy growing UniTutor, even if it's like to another university mm. or maybe also a lower level, maybe high school. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if I want to grow it to a high school level, I would definitely need to hire people mm -hmm. and uh, make it bigger than it is right now because right now I can really um, do it next to my university or maybe doing next to a job mm -hmm. and I'm not sure yet what I'm actually going to do but I would definitely or I'm sure I will definitely um, keep it in my or like being the how do you say that like being the, the founder and also like CEO or yeah. like um, because I, I'm not sure if someone else would love the idea as much as I do and that's and I think the idea is is good to keep alive yeah and yeah that's that's the plan I would say I mean you can go back and operate it but like we had talked about earlier like it's your baby I mean, you can't ask anybody to work as mm. hard as you do but like there are other things. If you can grow and, and exit and become a serial entrepreneur or if you, if you decide to go back into banking, banking and finance, I mean, 
it's what you're doing is scalable. It's not easy, but it's scalable. Mm-hmm. And there, I'm sure there are other others who value what you value and would love to hop on. Mm-hmm. Um, so along your journey of, of going international, I mean, traveling from Switzerland to LA to USC to Waco, and then potentially back to Switzerland, um, from your journey, including Unitutor, what what have been your most profound lessons? So, one of the biggest lessons, or I would recommend to everyone, is like go abroad or like broaden your horizon, mm-hmm. especially to see other things. Because like some ideas will, will maybe work in Switzerland, wouldn't work in the States or the other way around. And it just helps you to stay creative and innovative. And yeah, I, I think the most important thing is like open your eyes and walk through the world and take as much information and experience or pack them in your packet, uh, backpack. Mm-hmm. And it will benefit you anyways in your future yeah. if you gain a lot of experience. So for entrepreneurs who may be listening or students, um, what what is some advice that you'd have for them besides? So, so the first advice would be don't do it for the money. Um, I think a lot of, as I said, a lot of young people want to be an entrepreneur right now, mm-hmm. but because of the money and I think it's more important that you're doing it because you love the journey, love the game of entrepreneurship. I mean, building up something, that, that's, that's something special. And even if you, you fail, you can try another idea and like make not the same mistakes then. But really just try it and, and get some ideas to work yeah let's get started yeah so what a lot of people say you know I always ask the advice question and at at least some component of it is just get started Um, and it doesn't matter where you start Mm. I mean in entrepreneurship we always start with an MVP a minimal viable product Mm. it doesn't have to be great but I think what you learn from that MVP and from your first trials is instrumental in the trajectory of your success. I mean, I've learned so much from just from starting this podcast and working with a startup, and I'm sure you've learned Mm. uh, so much from the early, or I guess the first chapter, I mean, the first 150 problems that you tried to post on on Unitutor. but getting started is hard. Mm-hmm. I, I think we all know a lot of people that say they have great ideas and you see them in like five years and they s- didn't do anything about to to uh, realize the idea. Yeah. But so getting started is like really important. I mean, if you love or if you are sure that your idea will work, 
then you should just try it. And it means you have to spend a lot of hours by yourself or with your friends to realize the idea. But when it works, it is great. Hmm. I mean, you need just one idea that will work. Yeah. And for that, I think one of our professors said you need like 3,000 ideas that one is going to work. But if you never start with one, you never get to the one shot you, you, that will benefit you and like will work out. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even if you fail, you fail. Yeah. So what? That, that, that's, that's life. That's part of the journey as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also a big difference between Switzerland and the U.S., in Switzerland, it's more like if you fail with an idea, everyone says like, yeah, I've told you, you will fail. And here in the States, it's like, man, great, you failed. Let's go to the next one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also a reason why I came to the U.S. to study here entrepreneurship as a part of my MBA program. That's interesting. I didn't know that about Switzerland. It's, it's more like a, a go the secure way and like, just follow the path of the others and don't be like an outside person or like try to something or to achieve something different. There's tradition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I definitely get it. Think of, I'm just thinking from a historical context, like you follow your house, you follow your family name, you follow what you've done before. Mm. Like a craftsman will always be a craftsman. But maybe you don't like that. But maybe you don't like that. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. I didn't know that there was that perspective difference between Switzerland mm. and the US. Yeah, I, f- I think that's a, a big part of Swiss culture to just stay the secure way and and also like to to spend a lot of hours just for your idea is like why why you're doing that just go go look for a job and sit there and do your thing mm-hmm. instead of like try something and but for in my eyes it is definitely worth even if you fail and if it's not as successful as I don't know Elon Musk mm-hmm. it is just the journey and the the thing yeah to the game I would say so along your journey what are some resources that you found throughout it uh, what were beneficial and where did you look for those so I would say everyone you meet is a resource even if you mm-hmm. if you don't think at all or if you even if you don't think that when you start I mean it could be the chanter in your residence maybe just talk to him and you first you think he can't help you with anyway but someday he just gi- say something and gives you an idea which helps you to improve, even if it's something completely different. But every meeting, every coffee you get with someone will will help you. And 
And I think it's also important that you, you share your idea. A lot of people think I have to keep my idea inside me because someone is going to steal it. And But if you talk about your idea with other people, you get different perspectives. And that was actually on my way really important. So I got a lot of inputs, especially from one of my friends who was like, he was like my first customer. And he always gave me some feedback. Hey, you should add this or like make this because it's better for like on how we can learn. Mm-hmm. And also like clubs as the Baylor Entrepreneurship Club to have connections and be surrounded with people with a positive mindset and um, especially the entrepreneurial mindset want to achieve something will will help you to stay motivated to to do things to get started even if they push you in the right direction and say like let's go on let's let's start your thing well dom like again we we're glad that you were able to join us today and and share your experience i mean it's not often that we're able to to meet an exchange student who's been not just to waco but across the country um, and share such a unique story of Unitutor. I think it's important for what you've shared to realize how we need to, as entrepreneurs, continue to provide value, um, even if if it costs you monetarily. Like the purpose of why we do things is not always to make money but it's to serve others and help and educate. Um, And so, again, we're just very thankful that you were able to join us today and share your story. Thank you.